Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're going to go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry, but that's... Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now, here are your hosts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Mad Chan. Villainous Vinny. And Hot Toddy. Welcome back to another episode, friends. We've got a special treat lined up for you this evening. Um, this is a little out of character. This might be a new, a new format. Um, talking about a specific character. Not a person, because this is not the person. Right. This is the character. We wanted to talk about one of our favorites, and we know one of yours. Mistress of the Dark, Elvira. Yeah. Not to be confused with the horrible Oak Ridge Boys song. We're only talking about Cassandra Peterson herself. Cassandra Peterson's what? 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 Peter says what? (laughs) Um, So, Elvira. What do you guys know about Elvira? Well, she's a horror host. Okay. Yeah, she she hosts those uh, movies and stuff. Movie films? Yeah. Which came about because Vampira, back in the 50s, who was like the mother of horror hosts, uh, they wanted to do a revival of the show in the early 80s and had... The channel did, though. uh, Cassandra Peterson didn't know who... She wasn't really a part of that. Well, <laughs> Vampira was tapped to help recast and be part of this show. Yeah. Uh, she had a particular person who I can't remember at this moment who it was that she wanted to cast. And the station said no. So she was like, well, then I'm out. So they got Cassandra Peterson and reworked with this other character that she had kind of developed and called it Elvira. And uh, they started the show and it ended up uh, Vampira tried to sue because she said that the character was a ripoff, which there was enough of a difference in the characters, other than they both wear black dresses. Technically, wouldn't Morticia be the inspiration for a vampire? That is is exactly what it was. Well, and to talk about that, we got to think about uh, Elvira had been uh, training, studying with groundlings. Yes. Okay, and trying to develop a character, and they were, like, doing this goth thing. And she was like, I don't know the first thing about being a horror host, you know? And, And so she's trying to maybe do, like, a ballet girl yeah and they were like oh god it doesn't make sense but it's perfect like you would be a valley girl but a goth girl yeah the two things that have nothing in common so it just kind of 
It was lightning. Which that was my first introduction to Elvira <clears throat> was the hosted movies in the 80s. Um, my cousin Jake would sit in front of the TV. He was a couple years older than me, just waiting for a boob to fall out. And my, <laughs> my Uncle Fred would say, now, Jacob, it's not live television. That's not going to happen. And he was hearing none of it. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who may or may not know, maybe it's the first time you listened or not, um, our very own venereal Vinny over here, he is a <laughs> horror host unto his own right. That's yes. right. Yes. Yeah, you've got a vested interest in uh, in horror hosting, right? Yes, uh, I am one of the co-creators and co-hosts of Scarevania's Freak House Flicks. Uh, we're based out of Indiana, and uh, we do a hosted horror show as well. And you have a tie-in with Elvira specifically, because weren't you a part of a group that inducted her? Uh, every year at Horror Hound in Cincinnati, usually is the location they do it, they do an induction to the Horror Host Hall of Fame. And Cassandra Peterson was a guest there signing and she was inducted that year. And uh, <clears throat> she, for something that can be kind of, to, to an outsider, be kind of a jerk-off award, if you will. You know what I mean? Uh, she was very flattered, uh, spoke directly to the horror hosts, giving advice. You know, make sure you own the name of your character. Uh, so, yeah, that was really cool. And uh, Brian Blair who also was a co-host of mine uh, one year for the Horrorhound Film Festival. He made the awards, and that was the year that Elvira and Peaches Christ were handing them out. Oh, if you so, guys don't know Peaches Christ, man, you got to so look up Peaches. So Brian got to stand there and watch Elvira holding the award that he had made, handing them out to people, so that was neat, too. That's dope. One important thing that you said there was the advice that she gave to own your character. That's unique for Elvira and unique for a handful of people to own your actual character. And one of her uh, comedy classmates at Groundlings was Paul Rubens, who happens to own a very famous character known as Pee Wee Wee Herman. Herman. Aren't aren't they the only two? Like big, they're the only two that own their own characters, right? As far as like, I would say of like the big pop culture lexicon. Yeah, they really are. So that's one thing that she brings up. That's the reason that Elvira has had staying power. Because if the studios owned Elvira, they would have taken it. Which they did. Br- but but they, yeah. did, they never wanted to give her a raise. Yeah. So every time a raise would come up, they would give a little bit more rights away. Until they gave all the rights away without realizing it. And so Cassandra has all the rights to Elvira. Right. And she says basically if it would have stayed in their hands, Elvira would have died 30 years ago. Sure. So can we point out the fact that she's what a nurse? Late fifties, early sixties, right now, 60s, early and 60s. she is still putting herself in this costume, making appearances at conventions, and that's she's the trooper for and keeping still, that still character putting alive. It, like still pulling it off. Oh, definitely, you know? definitely, yeah, yeah. And she's, I mean, like you guys were just talking about, like she owns that character. She's keeping that character alive, and that's why these next generations, you know, the one after us, that's why they mm-hmm. know Elvira. You. You guys are lucky enough. I didn't watch a lot of. I didn't see her on TV and stuff. I I found out about her later in life through movies and through like. I was gonna say, should we should we maybe go around and and say our introductions to Elvira before we get? Yeah, I mean, sure. Was that your yours? Yeah, that was mine. That was mine. You can move on to whoever's next. Uh, I just I remember her being on TV as a kid. Maybe not as much with horror hosting, but just she was an icon. mm -hmm. I mean, by the late '80s, she was an icon. Um, I do remember her in. this will tie in too, just for a bigger story. But I remember her doing all the Coors Light ads. Yeah. That's what she was really that, big in. And so fine. later in my life, in my first house in college, we had an Elvira Coors Light cut out in our, our drinking room. 
And then uh, furthermore, just this past Halloween, my fiance and I went as uh, Elvira and the uh, Coors Beer Wolf. Wolf. Beer mm-hmm. Wolf. <laughs> yeah. So that's my first intro is I just remember her being an icon. Uh, what year did uh, um, Mistress of the Dark come out? 88. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that movie coming out. Maybe seen it, maybe hadn't. But just like she was popular enough that I just knew who she was. Like she was just always a thing. Like Pee Wee Herman was always a thing. Yeah. Uh, I I definitely knew who Elvira was by the movie because I was I was super excited that it was coming out. Um, but I think I was a little too young for the the movie Macabre, which started in '81. Yeah. I think like you just said, I I think from beer commercials and every Halloween she was in the grocery store like in standups and yes. right right. And, you know, I, as a kid in the '80s, you were allowed to go in with your parents to to certain bars and liquor stores, and um, I just remember like this big goth like. Um, I think my my first thinking was always Morticia, and then uh, when you see commercials, it's it's she didn't act like her; she was the Valley Girl. Right. So I think from commercials, and uh, more so than like anything on TV, because it's something that I just don't remember was the the shows until later. I think mine was the exact same way that you guys just said. I I remember seeing the stand-ups, seeing the costumes, and uh, being out in um, the area where I grew up. Uh, you had family. You had cousins right who i'm pretty sure had that exact same stand-up in their garage mm-hmm. and uh i remember being out it partying in that garage halloween time and thing and I, that's i think was my first introduction to her and i didn't see the movie till much later i saw the movie for the first time with hot toddy and that was oh god i was i had to be in my early 20s so i mean it wasn't this she's not she doesn't have as long she doesn't have the longevity with me mm-hmm. except for seeing her in in stores and things yeah but actually the character itself and and seeing it i watched that with with him and i had to be in my 20s or something yeah and i I think the horror hosting i think i think that went mainstream with her where a lot of people were local channels so for us i grew up with sammy terry Mm -hmm. right so i yeah sammy terry i definitely knew but she did get national yeah so and yeah because of the national thing i even though i'd never seen her show I learned who she was by the movie. I was a huge fan. Now, if I remember, because I'm remembering as we're talking now, I think since it, Haunted Hills came out in 2001, yeah. did, you were at the video store. Is that when we watched it? Because you wanted to show me the first one before it we watched the It could have been. Or something of that. I just remember that's, you were my introduction to that. And I'm, I'm starting, it was about that time. So I was wondering if yeah, that it was It said it been late 90s, early 2000s. Two, yeah, 2000, yeah. 2001, 2002. So yeah. that's, uh, I mean, that was mine. How, who here has met Elvira? Say yeah, all of us. I probably. think we've all met Elvira. Yeah. Right? I don't know that I've had, I don't know that I've spoken words with her, but I mean, I've been in the I same, feel like she gets to the, the point with me where she's like, beat a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my lawn. It was uh, my, my Yeah, because you were lurking when I met her. <laughs> I can't stop with her. I love her. Um, my first introduction, like introduction where we got to meet her, we walked up and somebody had she was talking to her handler and uh, she's like, Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go pee. And they were like, yeah, after a few. And then we walked up and she's like, I gotta pee. And then she goes, well, I guess until the pins make songs, I'm out of luck. And she, you know, just, Oh, have you heard about our Lord Jesus, our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ and handed us a little church on Sunday with the Elvira flyer. And I'm just sitting there like, is she for real? Is this real life? Like, and it was, man, I got that picture. I'm all smiles in that picture. And I've, I've developed a little infatuation with it. Not as much as his, but I've developed a little infatuation with her ever since. I, and and I she, think she's a she's a character that 
I think from any walk of life, you can, if you're an outcast and no matter which way, you identify with Elvira. Mm -hmm. The yeah. character seeks out, out people like Right, us, totally. Right? Totally. Um, what so, was your meeting Elvira story? We, uh, so I got a photo op with her, a uh, professor and I did in Chicago, I think two years ago. Oh, and, was that your first time? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen her at cons. Okay, I just okay. never met her. And, and it's like every year, it's kind of like every one of Kiss's farewell tours. Right. Like, is, this is Kiss's final tour. You better go see Kiss. And then they come back. Right. Well, every con she shows up at, it's like, this is her last time in costume. Yeah. Yeah. And, can, can, can we be yeah. honest though? That's not her saying that. Oh, okay. And I think it's a ploy. I mean, I think it's with anything. Yeah. It's it's the marketing of the shows. Yeah. Sure. More than her, because I've Cause, never heard her physically say this is it. And and honestly, it, I'm with him. As long as she, and you'll understand, I'm not trying to be crude. As long as she can squeeze herself, quote unquote, into that outfit, I think we're gonna see Elvira forever. Mm -hmm. Like she doesn't do it all weekend anymore. No. Like she used to at the table, but there is a day. Like she'll pick a Saturday when everybody's there at cons to be Elvira. So she did. Have I think a, we'll see her forever. I don't so. know if you know about the reality show, The Search for the Next Elvira. Yeah. So she did a competition. The winner was going to take her place. The problem is, no one wanted a replacement. They wanted Elvira. Yeah. That's why it didn't go anywhere because she looked at it as you know my name's still going to be out there. She actually had the idea of like a. If at Halloween time, what if uh, instead of Santa Claus at Christmas, at every mall there's an Elvira? Right. Yeah. But people want the real Elvira. And what was that? They did some promo thing where there was like a hundred Elviras running around, didn't they? Uh, I think it's part of the show. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it was like an like an elimination show where like the winner was chosen. I think they booked her one or two gigs, but but really nobody wanted it. They wanted Elvira. The real Elvira, for sure. You know, I don't want crack substitute. I want crack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, got the photo with her and then met her at her booth out of costume when she was just Cassandra. Yeah. And Cassandra is just a lovely human being. Oh, she is. She's just a very sweet woman and just really glad to talk to you. Like, she'll talk to you about anything. Like, she, she loves talking about movies, Elvira, you name it. If you if if you pay her money... <clears throat> Or even if you don't pay her money. Tom <laughs> was there. Say, you Tom, don't even have to pay her money. Tom was there not paying her money, taking up all my time. Who was paying her money? And, <laughs> that uh, movie she did was amazing, and she knows it. <laughs> Which so, one? The first one or the second one? All about evil. No, I didn't even talk to her about Elvira movies. I talked about her. About, Peaches Chris? Yeah. That was an awesome movie. If you guys, like, he said that a minute ago. Which I are, watched his copy. We were trying it. not to talk about her own movies, but it's a great movie. Yeah. She had all about evil, right? Yeah, all yeah. about evil. Oh, man. You guys yeah. got to see that if you haven't. It's, I haven't seen it's it. It's dope. But, uh, yeah, she's just a very lovely individual. Anytime you hear her in interviews, I mean, I've just never heard a bad story about her. All right. And that's that's how you, I mean, that's how you have longevity in the game. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're a nice person. You're a professional. You own your character. And you, you don't take any shit off of people. But you're still kind about it. Then you're going to have a long, happy career. So, so um, Voluptuous, you've never... You've never formally met her, but no, you, okay. never formally like met like her. with pictures or autographs mm -mm. or anything like that. Nope, just on the stage. I just seen her, and I wasn't even on the stage. Oh, I okay, just, but Brian, I wasn't. was. We were presenting that day, but we we didn't oh, induct okay. her. Because see, that was when you when you gave her that award. That was the first year at the convention center, right? Uh, we weren't the ones who presented her with you. No, but I'm saying that year was the year, the first year. At the I convention think center. you may be correct. Right. So she did it two years in a row because we met her the year before. 
she, uh, she when did they were still across the, when they were still at the hotel across the street. And I like you said, I've never heard anybody anybody have a bad word to no. say about her. So um, I don't think there's ever even really been any con like that. She's never been in any like known trouble or controversy or there's just nothing ever bad. No scandals. It's just love no. for for Elvira and Cassandra. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do we want a little quick uh, run down here since we kind of yeah go ahead. So uh, Cassandra, we'll start there. Cassandra, born September seventeenth, nineteen fifty one. Cassandra Peterson, uh, small town of Randolph, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, she I think loved all things horror. Um, I know she gets asked a lot about horror hosts. She wasn't really familiar with one of those were. Until she became one. Right, exactly. Because they were like, you should be a horror host. Which, which, you know, and not every area gets one of those. Um, Just like now that they're coming back, our area really doesn't have one right now. Um, But she she loved dressing up. Like for her, a normal day going to school would be wearing a costume. And her uh, her mother sewed. So they they actually made costumes. And uh, every Halloween she would win contests because she would, everybody would have the, the drugstore Halloween costume out of the box. And Elvira would have, like, a, a legit uh, costume made for her. Um, Halloween was, like, her big season. So kind of like everything you love of Elvira was a seed when she was a child. Um, the show uh, began in 1981, Elvira's movie, Macabre. Like Vinny was saying, the channel was looking for something. Uh, do, you, do you mean Macabre? Macabre, whatever. <laughs> Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> All right, uh, get it right. Sade, Sade, whatever. Say it. So uh, that started in 1981, ran until 1985, and uh, that's when that's when she took off was doing the show. Um, I think at this point, there's she has her own beer, uh, pinball <coughs> machines, yeah, movies, cartoons, comic books. She's just part of the the public lexicon at this point. Oh yeah, um, and I mean, it just keeps going. I feel like it, it grows because. Uh, I think this is like an every generation thing where maybe as soon as she stops doing something, maybe she's burnt out. Then there's like a, you know, somebody contracts her to do a new video series where she hosts it. Or um, I know even recently full moon, she did a bunch of those mm-hmm. online. Oh. Um, so well, it keeps, it keeps going. Me. Yeah. There's a Elvira show, lots of stuff she hosted. Um, I know that a third movie keeps getting asked about. She wants to do an animated film. Which makes sense because she wouldn't have to do like all the costumes. Yeah. And, um, I just I don't see the character dying off anytime soon. Yeah. But, so um, yeah, there's a, a little gap b- b- before Elvira where I think 14 she won a contest, so she became a go-go dancer. <laughs> uh, eventually led to uh, she would drive around to bars where she could wasn't allowed to drink or walk through the front entrance, but she could dance in the bar. Um, eventually when she was 17, she went to Vegas with her parents and to get in, she had a fake ID and then she dressed up like the big hair and lots of makeup to where they actually thought she was a showgirl anyways. Yeah. And while they're uh, watching the show in Vegas, um, one of the female talent scouts came up and approached her about doing, doing a show in Vegas. So I think she still holds the record because of course now it would be a no, right. but she's the youngest showgirl in Vegas history. Uh, she began at uh, 17. She was good friends with Elvis. Good friends with Elvis. She lost her virginity to 
Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved by There's anyone. Never been confirmation, but she, allegedly she might be the one of the naked women on the Tom Waits album. On the album. Tom Waits, yeah, Tom yeah. Waits album. Oh, really? Yep. Hadn't heard that. Yeah, so uh, she said she said she liked hanging out with Elvis. She said Elvis was a gentleman, but uh, she claims nothing ever happened between she and Elvis because the Memphis Mafia was always around and she was underage, so things stayed above board. We know Elvis does not have a record for keeping things above board with she underage women. She told him women. to watch that pelvis. Keep it far from me. <laughs> um, Hugh Hefner refers to Elvira as the one that got away. <laughs> nice. Um, she was approached by Playboy to do Playboy as Elvira, not as Cassandra Peterson, which we all know did Hustler and other men's magazines as herself. But um, she actually threw it out to, at a convention that she was at. She she brought it out on the Q&A panel. She was like, they want me to do Playboy. What do you think? And almost unanimously, the audience said no. Nice. And she turned him down, so that kind of irked you ever, but she turned him down. I think that's awesome. I I'm, I was reading facts. I'm reading facts about her. <clears throat> Interesting. I thought, that was, I thought that was awesome. She's also in her own line of comic books. Like, like there's Elvira everywhere, guys. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, tell us about uh, Mad Chan. You just pulled out the book, and I know that you've got it hot toddy. Tell us about that book that just came out. So it's kind of the ultimate, like, pictorial of Elvira. Um I believe last year marked the 35th anniversary of the character Elvira. Um, so it's something she's wanted to do for a while was like a lot of photos and, and promos and stills, put them in a book. And I, I mean, Cassandra, I don't think she's ever really, even when we don't know that she's doing stuff, I think she's constantly doing something. Oh, she's always going to be hustling. Yeah. So she, she's never she's got around smart, to doing a book. Smart, yeah. Smart. And, uh, and the company that was, was wanting to do it, she's like, you know, not only am I getting the book I wanted, they're going to do it for me. So um, I'm not sure the page content, but it's full of pictures from the very first uh, promo that she did as Elvira. Um, there's there's different calendars. Um, I would guess by looking at it. I mean, it's a coffee table book. Oh, it's, it's a coffee it's table size. book. Full Every page has pictures. So. It's got to be 150 pages. Yeah, it's a large, large book. Well worth the money. 200 pages, yeah. Yeah, um, there's uh, lots of photos I had never seen before. There's some outtakes in the book. Um, it's pretty large, but um, yeah, that's something she had wanted to release for a while. If you guys are interested, the uh, the Tom Waits album covers for Small Change. It uh, the album came out in 1976. Okay. Elvira states she doesn't remember shooting the album cover, but she doesn't remember a whole lot from the 70s. So she's quoted it could as the, be her. <laughs> not remember the thing from the seventies. She also did. Uh, I wasn't. I looked. They they said Elvira on Happy Days, but it's not Elvira. It's Cassandra. Uh, she did Happy Days. Um, she's been on other shows too. Um, but yeah, I think what she took off is Elvira. Like like, she still kind of did like uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheech and Chong. She was like <coughs> in one of their films. Eden McClure, I think, actually was another member of the. She was. So so yeah, they they all kind of like worked in a circle, mm-hmm. anyways. Okay. But the book itself, I mean, like like Hot Toddy said, it's well worth it. It's well worth the money. I mean, it is a little bit more, but you get all those great iconic images that range from the beginning. You know, like he said, it's got her first production stills all the way through those ads that we were talking about. They've got behind the scenes that show the the design of her costume when they were working out what Elvira's costume would be. 
all the way down to the knife. I mean, everything in it. So. Well, and, and the costume too, like um, something I didn't know until a couple of years ago, but um, when she was two or three years old, she, she pulled a, a boiling pot of water onto herself. Oh, yeah. And um, it, Oh, yeah, yeah. She actually had to have many skin grafts and surgeries and stuff, and she's still scarred from this. So the costume and wig actually hides like some of the scars so you, you would never know yeah um which i think is cool too because you know people with scars might feel uncomfortable or uh maybe unsexy or out of place and instead she builds a costume around it that's very sexy and and low cut mm-hmm. um so i think that plays a big part in it and she was teased quite a bit as a kid for her scars yeah yeah yeah, yeah i forgot all about that you guys want to jump into the movies? We got a couple uh, movies of hers to cover. So before we actually talk about her movies, let's talk about other movies that she was just in, like uh, Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh-huh. Uh, she's in the bar scene. She she's plays the biker the mama. She's the biker mama. Um, she was actually in the seventies. She found herself uh, uh, appearing in Fellini's Roma. Yep. Fellini went to uh, Fellini was in Rome shooting his movie Rome, Roma. You know. And uh, he saw her walking down the street, and she reminded him of his wife. Yep. So he cast her in the movie, and she got to work with one of her idols, Fellini. Right. Just by walk being, you know, just walking down the street. That's something neat, man. Yeah. Who gets who? How often do you get to be in a Fellini film? Especially <laughs> you know? you're a Fellini fan. You know, it's like, oh know. man. So, but you're right. She does have movies. And the first, and there is a. 13 year gap between the two like you talk about one movie and then like it's not even a sequel but you see what i'm saying you talk about one movie and then move on to the next one boy there was a gap between those films do we want to talk about the nature of her character i mean we keep saying valley girl but like why why did why did her character hit why do you think i think elvira is that for me okay i can only speak for myself because i can't tell what the audience thinks Elvira is she's sexy. Mm-hmm. She's mysterious, but she's funny. Right. She's hilarious. She has a sense of humor, which plays not only in the character that we see in the wraparounds of these TV in her TV shows, but in the movies in person. There's there's a lot to that character. And I think everybody can take a little something different. You know, if you're just looking for eye candy, she's eye candy. Right. But if you're looking for somebody to actually make you laugh, like out loud, guttural laugh at certain things, she's got that too. Well, that's the funny thing. She's She can be cheesy and witty, yeah. which is what I think is a charming about her character. It's like she she can be like cheesy jokes, like the easy, you know, low-hanging fruit humor. Right. But she can also throw in some like one-liners or some ad lib and you're like, oh, that's oh man, that's a throwback. You know what I mean? Like that's a deep cut. I think like, I think we're boring <laughs> voluptuous over here. Well, He's I, drawn in his notebook. I think that that I think that that is why the character is so successful. Is and and it's not even I think just the appeal of a character on the surface. It is because of the comedic genius that Cassandra Peterson has. It's it's she's a naturally funny person. She's naturally charismatic, and all of that bleeds through this character yeah i would say that's i think that's what resonates with the character is she is sexy but she's smart and which was kind of even if you were the sexy bond girl you weren't known for your brains right so she's witty she's funny and i think more than anything she has like a a kid's sense of humor Mm -hmm. where it's raunchy 
and uh, almost kind of nerdy. And I think that's the I think that's uh, the the first people that probably pick up on her are again like uh, maybe the people that feel teased or picked on or right. Uh, obviously, I wasn't attracted to her big breasts, but as a gay kid, like I think Elvira is a huge gay icon. Oh yeah, because for drag. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Uh, this is actually the first Elvira movie. That's RuPaul's like favorite movie. Yeah. Ever and I think drag like she's in drag. She's not putting on a dress. Elvira is. Cassandra and drag. I mean, who are bigger icons for the drag community than Elvira and Dolly Parton? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Divine. Like those. Right, yeah, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, and she doesn't, like, it's not a, it's not a malicious character. Like, she's, you know, she's supposed to be, uh, I hate to use evil. Mm-hmm. She's got the horror gothic element, but she's, she would never turn the outcasts away. Exactly. So she's kind of a she's identifiable to to basically I think why kids draw are drawn to horror movies. She is everything from that. Well, and I mean everything about the Elvira character is not necessarily likable. She's selfish. You know what I mean? Like right, right, right. She she's shallow as shit. Like so, it's, it's not all like about her. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think another thing was that it was a time and a place too. I mean, if you look at the 1980s, there was a lot of this. Take this very strange odd character that's completely unreal but throw it into the real world settings uh you had your success with the Pee Wee herman character you had the success of the Ernest p world character like there was a lot of that going on in the 80s and i think that has to be i think it's also a time and a place kind of thing i don't know that elvira what the formula would hit today oh i agree you know what i yeah, mean no, I with agree. today's audience the I, way it did then it would take some well because not only that they they weren't uh as you're talking, I'm trying to think of a of a character like like Medea, I guess. But the difference is, is they were always Elvira and Pee Wee Herman. When when she did SNL, it wasn't Cassandra. Elvira did SNL. When when Paul Rubens he hosted his Pee Wee yeah Herman. he hosted his Pee Wee Herman. He didn't do mm-hmm. Paul Rubens. Yep. Yes, yeah, so I I don't think there's a character where there's characters that's done like for I can only think of Medea because there's 37 movies, but Tyler Perry only does those for the Medea films. Mm-hmm. If he's asked to host something, he's not dumb enough to get up there in Medea. Right. Which I don't think someone would watch an hour and a half SNL with Medea hosting. Hallelujah. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're looking back, though, like when you talk about those and you're talking about period and now, like Andy Kaufman, or like specifically we're talking about SNL, like every time Andy Kaufman was on SNL, he was Andy doing a bit. Right. Like even though he was those different characters, he was Latke, sure. he was all the... He had all of his different characters. He still performed as, he still performed as Andy. as Andy. He came on as Andy and did things unto himself. And yeah, Elvira just she's always Elvira when she's Elvira. Mm-hmm. Like Cassandra's very successful unto her own right. She's right. the successful business side of Elvira. Yeah, there's, there's many like I mean there's there's Wayne and Garth. There's many characters, but none that they ever like. You know, the next thing would be a new character. They sure. they never right. You know, where where Pee- somehow Pee Wee Herman and Elvira, like, and e- even now, like, like people don't tire of them. Right. Any good jokes lately? <laughs> I love that. That was my favorite. But anyway. All right. Go ahead. You Let's want to get into the movies? Roll into do, do we want the brief films? history of Elvira just uh, before we get into the movie? Sure. So it started in 81, brief. but, so, uh, and I think this developed in the first movie, but Elvira was left on the pick and save orphanage steps. Her mother was a sorcerer. And her father was immortal and a film critic. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and so that is that is where Elvira came from. Nice. I forgot about that that whole <laughs> spiel. 
So Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, came out in 1988, directed by James Signorelli, Signorelli, sorry, and written by Sam Egon, John Paragon, and Cassandra Peterson herself. And for those not in the know, uh, John Paragon was John B. the Genie in the Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heidi Heidi. I believe he's a writer. Like he's still, I think, a writing partner. Like they they write a lot of stuff. He wrote Haunted Hills with her too. Yeah. Um, so it stars Cassandra Peterson as Elvira, um, Edie McClure, uh, Ira Head Hedden, um, uh, from Night Run on Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, Dream, and then my favorite, Jeff Conway, which I think Jeff Conway is amazing in this film. I'm just going to point that out there. He's everything I wanted Kiki to be, but he is in this film, so good. Hot Toddy is throwing microphones around. <laughs> he got so excited, he knocked sound. it on the ground. So, what is the synopsis for Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? So, in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, she has a great aunt. <laughs> I didn't know I had a good aunt, let alone a great one. <laughs> she has so many great one-liners. Uh, she has a great aunt. She's on her way to Vegas. And she starts as the horror host that we know. Right, she's a horror host. And she wants to go. She's on her way to Vegas to do a show. And she finds out from her producer or whatever that she needs $50,000 as a deposit on this show. So she doesn't know how she's going to get it and finds out that she has a great aunt that has left her things in her will. So she travels to a small town and she finds out that in lieu of money, she has been left this old house. Yeah. And then she decides that she's going to try to fix the house up and sell the house. And in the process of that, madness ensues she has an uncle who a great uncle who is a sorcerer and he needs a book of a recipe book a, a book of spells mind if you will that's in the house he needs that so he can conjure up the devil and do all the bad stuff that evil sorcerers do and unknowingly elvira agrees to sell it to him but unknowingly it doesn't happen and then it's him trying to get the book back her trying to fix the house up and sell it and hilarity ensues that's right do, do you guys recognize the house that belongs to your aunt? I bet, I bet Vinny does. I don't. That's the house from the Monsters. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> she evicted them. 1313 Mockingbird Lane? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so I want to say that this film is perfect textbook Elvira. This film, if you have no idea who Elvira is, watching this film would give you a perfect primer on exactly what the Elvira character is. Right. It hits all the high spots, all the cheap laughs, all the bad laughs, all the trademark eye rolls, you name it. This film is just a time capsule of what it means to be Elvira. D down to the characters, because Edie's character's name is Chastity Pariah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're in the... Oh, let's see here. Someplace in Massachusetts? Yeah. Oh, they're in Falwell. Massachusetts. Falwell, Massachusetts. A shot at Jerry Falwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Falwell, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, yeah, lots of good stuff there. Um, and it's also a perfect snapshot of like the 80s. Uh, lots of metal, lots of horror. You know, perfect snapshot of what the 80s, you know, metal punk, and horror Punk rock, scenes. punk yeah. rock dog. Yeah, oh man, that oh, the... dog. That dog's acting is some of the best acting <laughs> I've seen in any any show we're talking about she, this evening. She won Best Supporting Actress. <laughs> she should have. That dog's acting was hilarious. So good. I always loved her car in this movie. Oh, yeah. Her car is bad. They, they, I think they made the car for the film, right? It's never been in the TV show. 
No, I don't believe it had ever been a um, TV But show. she, I think, still owns the I card. believe you're correct. She went to Danny the Count on Count's Customs on the History Channel. I think I read that. Either fabricate the same car or fix up the old car. I think that was the same car. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. he fixed up the old car just to get it back in like good order. But, oh, for real? The guy in Vegas? Yeah, man. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, That's dope. He's a nice guy. I, I, the other guys that work on the show are kind of douchebags, but like I love Did you meet him? No, I just love watching him on the show. Right on. And so, like, she brought him the car. They're friends, evidently. And, uh, yeah, he, he he restored the car up for her. That's dope. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, so you yeah, want to dive, into, awesome, dive into things specifically about the movie? Yeah, please. Um, Vincenzo? Um, we, do we just want to hit high spots? Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah Mistress of the Dark. What, this, sell these people. <laughs> what you're doing is selling these people on Mistress of the Dark. Sell our listeners on why uh, you would watch well, it. Well, it... Like Grizzly said, it's an absolute. It, it if you don't know what Elvira is, watch this movie. That it's the best you're gonna get. It added all the backstory to the character. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's light. It's light fun. Never takes itself seriously. It's got horror elements and actually pretty damn good practical effects as far as the makeup goes oh, and yeah. things like that in this movie. Um, I don't know. Again, it's just one of those movies from the 80s, like where you take these characters and these situations, like uh, you take a small bit that was on television. The Blues Brothers did it very well. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, like we said before. Um, I, I, I really like this one. This is one that I watched a ton when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, just a ton when I was a kid. So it also gives me a lot of that nostalgia feeling, too. Um, kind of the same way. And, and again, I, I didn't get to watch her shows, but in the movie... You get to even see her horror host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and she does like a, I don't think I was as familiar like Sammy Sammy Terry kind of um really all of them would would just do stuff during breaks. Uh huh. Where we kind of got an early mystery two thousand where she actually does the screening of um, where she's doing it live. Yeah. 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 She does it live and and you know making fun of the movie as they're watching it. Um, yeah. Same way like she just she loves like bad movies. So and I think especially growing up in the eighties, there's a lot of bad movies, but. But they're so they bad were, they're they good. Were, they were cheap. Yeah, but, for they're so bad, but they're so bad they're good though. Yeah. Like there is a redeeming quality. And she just loved bad horror. And again, she goes to this town where she's outcasted. And uh like they want her banished from town. And the kids are drawn to her. Obviously the boys for one reason. <laughs> but you know, like like the one girl who was completely hideous and ugly. She had glasses and a ponytail. <laughs> 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 um I don't know. There's just some, there's something about the character, and then there's kind of like a weird little. Uh, she meets one of the guys in town who owns a movie theater, right? Uh, which was the dad from Kingpin, if you don't recognize him. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> and then uh, she gets a, a villain villain from uh, the bowling alley, Patty, um, yeah. who is from Beetlejuice. If she Ooh. looks familiar, oh yeah, stuffs her bro. Yeah, stuffs Ferris her bro. Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um. Oh no no my bad. I, I, I believe that the Sorry. mayor or I'm not was he the mayor. Tried to sell her the house from Scary Movie. So a lot he of, tried to he tried, he tried to sell yeah, it for her. A lot a lot of familiar yeah. faces. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, yeah. like the the whole like everything about this the music the special effects the humor like everything about this movie since I've seen it I just it's it's always on repeat for me period. Yeah. And as crude as it is, some of the some of the jokes they they're funny. Like there's a scene where she has her car in. And the old man's looking at it, trying to tell her everything that's wrong with her, wrong with it. And then 
as she walks away, he's just like, nice tits. Like, you know, it's just very crude, it's but so it's good. just very or, there uh, in the moment. Or when the, when the letter hits her head, and how's your head? Well, I haven't had any complaints yet. She <laughs> has so many great one-liners. It's like, there, she's like, there's nothing wrong with G-rated movies, as long as there's pretty, plenty of sex and violence in them. You know, I mean, she right. just hits every single one-liner, and she does it without... You don't even know what she said, and then you're like, you're laughing, and she's already got another joke in the pipeline. On we also out. get an Elvira rap. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's one of my notes is <laughs> 80, <laughs> 80s horror loves a severed hand and rap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always both. Yeah, and titty trolling. And oh, so, don't forget this had an '80s work montage in it. Oh, I love you it. have to have one of those. Oh yeah, where like the cheesy music comes on and everyone's working together, and someone gets hit in the butt with a board, <laughs> and like people are painting, and someone gets painted on, and they laugh. It it had a, an '80s work montage, just like all the good ones do. I remember being a kid. I was a comic book reader as a kid, and I remember being furious the first time I saw it when Jeff Conway tears that dude's Spider-Man comic book in half. Oh, it's, it's like, I, this motherfucker told my comic, I whoop his ass. Like, <laughs> isn't that comic like worth so much money now too? Yeah. I'd be so mad. I remember that infuriated me as a child. <laughs> There's um, a lot of groundlings in this. And movie. Th- that's why I put that thing about Jeff Conway. I just thought that was great because the only thing, I mean, later in life, I know him from Taxi. I didn't watch Taxi when Taxi was on. I didn't know anything about Taxi. But after I developed a love for Kaufman, I went back there and watched Taxi. But I, the only thing I knew him from was Grease. Yeah. So seeing him in this, I was like, oh, it's it's Kaneki, man. It's yeah. Kaneki. He plays this womanizing asshole right. character. It's so great, man. Uh, there's also a flash dance. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> rip off in this. which was And in true 80s, it's the actual song, too. If it was done now, they either wouldn't pay the money. Right. Or just be some cheap version of it. After she gets the kids to sneak out at night to come to her horror. Come to her horror thing, yeah. Her horror thing. Um, yeah. So wrap it up here. Let's. Oh, oh man. Uh, I, you got to love this scene <coughs> at the picnic. Where, where, all she, the, where, where they where cast she, the horny spell? Yeah, where she cast it, the horny spell and all the old people are grinding on each taken? other. <laughs> The Tic Tac Pie uh, made me laugh too. I think the, <laughs> the only flaw to me with this film. As number one, I never knew that this is actually, I think, the only movie that was produced by NBC Studios. Because mm-hmm. they were planning on making a television series out of this, and then it went theatrical. I think this would have been a huge hit, but it suffered from the New World closing. So, New World's going out of business, the movie gets just fucking thrown out in theaters, and then pretty much shoveled onto video. I think it would have been a, a really big hit, more than it was, because um, it, didn't, it didn't make its money back. And more so because the studio closed. I feel like we would have seen ten Elvira films had had that just went a little differently. You think we'd have seen ten Elvira films, bro? Uh, honestly, yeah, hey, I'm yeah. telling you right now, I would have paid to see because the one we're getting ready to follow more. up, she paid for it to make because oh, wow. no one wanted to make an Elvira movie because if a movie tanks, they don't want to give you money for yeah. another one. And that's probably also the reason why it took 13 years to get that thing made, man. But but there's no like the, the fan base that Elvira has. There's no reason that this shouldn't have been a huge hit. Right. Yeah. Case in point, the Blu-ray I think might be close to sold out right now. They just announced the release of it. Wow. I already pre-ordered mine. So. Nice. <laughs> Who's putting it out? Uh, movie to uh, some weird company. Oh, okay. Vincenzo, any final thoughts? Uh, when. Patty is revealed to be flat chested. As a young boy, I thought that that meant she was a man. 
Because she's kind of vanished anyway. So you liked her more. And so I was like, I was like, oh, it's a dude. My mom's like, it's not a guy. She's just flat chested. I was like, oh, look at her face. I'm pretty sure it has a dude. What's, what's her one line at the end? And she says something like, um, bigger, I'm bigger. Yeah, you were the bigger person. And she was like, something like, yeah, I know. Much bigger. <laughs> yeah, something much, like that. Much bigger. <laughs> Hilarious. I don't have any final thoughts. I, I just think it's 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 a great snapshot of eighties culture, of yeah, horror, yeah, yeah, of all the good stuff. Yeah. Definitely watch this one, guys. Please. Yeah. Moving. Do you want to do the Haunted Hills next? Right along. Yep. Well, what else did we do? Well, I didn't know if we wanted to talk about other Elvira things. It's giving you a hard time. I know. I'm sorry. I, I just a know. quick plug, though. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, nineteen eighty-eight. You can listen to our nineteen eighty-eight episode where we talk more about it. That's true. That is true. Because <laughs> eighty-eight. Again, for some reason, it's a great year for films. Fantastic. Yeah. So we're moving on to Elvira's Haunted Hills 2001, directed by Sam Irvin and written by Cassandra Peterson and John, John Barrett. Yep. yep. Um, Cassandra Peterson <coughs> stars as Elvira uh, next to Mary Jo Smith, Mary Shear, and my personal favorite, Richard O'Brien. And you guys may know Richard O'Brien from Rocky Horror Picture Show. He was yes. Riff Raff. He's the guy who created Rocky oh, Horror, yeah, yeah. and then Todd, what was the sequel? Shock Treatment. Shock Treatment. He also starred in Shock Treatment. Yep. Yep. Uh, go ahead. Uh, it takes place in 1851 Carpathia. Yeah. I know you love Carpathian times, Absolutely. Chris. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit. Uh, this movie's awful. <laughs> are, we doing an, are, are we doing initial? No, we're, I think he's already ruined initial. <laughs> that's my initial thought. This movie is awful. Because like, that's going to be mine. The first time I watched it, I didn't like when I first watched it, I'm expecting Elvira, <laughs> Mistress of the Dark 2. Yeah, right. So I, when it came out in 2001, I bought this movie without seeing it. Sight unseen. Why wouldn't you? Disappointed. Highly. Um, I bought it on DVD. Probably never watched it. I bought it just to have it. I watched it. I broke it out at Halloween this last Halloween and absolutely fucking loved it. And I don't think I got it the first time. I didn't get it. They're making fun of Hammer. And they're making fun of Vincent Price. And I'm sorry, it's a great movie. Uh, I bet Rewatch Vinny, it. Rewatch it. I bet Vinny money that you were going to say you love this movie. Yep. Because it's good. No. <laughs> I disagree. Just him or me? What, am I in on this? Because <laughs> no, y'all, y'all going to be a little surprised. <laughs> All right, Vinny, so let's let's balance it out. Yeah. You you give your initial thought. I think it's garbage. What, is, oh! Is, I think it's wait, absolute is this, garbage. Is this your first view? Yes. My first viewing, I didn't care for. I think it's garbage. Uh, I I thought that setting it in a as a garbage. period piece was an odd choice. Um, there, there, it's basically a send up of Vincent Price Poe movies. It's like they like they like do, they do the sped up film gag that's tired as like shit. Like Benny Hill. Like yeah, it's <laughs> cheesy sound effects. Like it's just. It's just not good. But see, and it's I've not her. But, I but that's the that. thing, though. She's she. My view on it, like his, she's getting a chance since she financed it herself to actually poke fun at the movies she loves so much, like Pit the Pendulum. You know, like that, that, like you said, it, the Mistress of the Dark was taking a character and putting her into our world. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was putting her into the movies she reviews. Yeah, I felt like this was Ernest Goes to Africa. Like that I, is I, an outstanding film. I, I just thought that was. I just think it's. You mean the Arab there too? It's, it, it's I'm just kidding. Out of, it's just out of place. All of the the comic brilliance I, that I felt like I, she's had. I felt like you felt though the first time I watched it because I was expecting Mistress of the Dark too. 
I was expecting a good movie, and that's not what I got. I think it's a good. The, when I watched it again, yeah. I loved it. I liked it even yeah, more. We're, this gonna, time. we're just gonna have to sit around this table and agree to disagree on this because that's the thing. Like, why would you take a character specifically catered to the eighties, nineties, and then put her back? It's two thousand one. <clears throat> right. No, but this is eighteen fifty one that you're placing well, the character in. So, I think so it's, tell it's, me how many valley. Girls no, no, no. Were it's in the. I think to answer your question, it's because. That's honestly, and Vinny, come on, you can attest to this, even though you don't agree on this particular one. That's usually a recipe for comedy. When you take something that doesn't belong in a certain era or a certain place and you force it in there, that's usually this was the comedic doctor time. This to me, this was hack. It no, was no, hacking. but I mean, would you agree that that is a familiar? Setup I would though? agree with that, but I would agree there's good and bad ways to oh, do that. Oh no, no, no. That. You I'm know not, what I'm I mean? just stating that that's why they did it. I, I can, felt like I, it, the I felt like it, it had none of the whimsy. That Mistress of the Dark had. I, I feel like this this movie, again, the first time I, I did not like it. It took a long time for me to like this movie. When I watched it again, I felt like they took Elvira and put her in a hammer. Like, it, it had British humor. It had, like, the weird Benny Hill. Cha- it, it was like a British movie. And it was a send-up to all the old castle and old hammer films. Which I did not pick up the first time. I did not like this movie the first time I watched it. That's all right. I can't see myself ever watching it. Well, you like what you like. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What if you put Borat in 1851's Carpathia? Are we supposed to like that? He would like Shirita. He would be more in. He would be more like fitting the scene. You know. Hey, here's the thing, though. You guys didn't like it. I, I'm without Tati on this. I actually enjoyed this film. I thought it was fun. Because it, it, it's fun, I don't. I didn't watch it. Expe- I didn't watch it expecting Mr. To, to be I honest, I expected it to be funny, and it, it it took it took warming up because it took like a decade for me to like this movie. This was like a ninety minute dirty joke that wasn't funny. <laughs> this is the aristocrats of, of humor you. for you, right? No, it wasn't even filthy. It was just like it was like a, a you know like a bowling alley humor. Uh, I did like the, I did Carpathia. like the part at the end credits where it said dedicated to Vincent Price. I liked that. <laughs> best so, part of the film. Yeah, I did like where that guy busted his head through the door and said, "Here's Johan." Uh, see, my, you like parts. That's though. probably you my favorite. Like the stretched arm. Who listens to the village people anymore? The stretched arms was the best funny. special effect in the whole movie. <laughs> it was the only special effect in the movie. What? Uh, some of the bad overdubbing was. was oh no, funny. the overdubbing that, that with the guy was speak, intentional. He, he, that, I know it was intentional. That guy couldn't even speak English. That's yeah, that, that was intentional. Yeah, that's why it was funny. Yeah. And, uh, and and apparently uh, Richard Chamberlain was actually backed out at the last minute. That's why we get Richard O'Brien. And Fabio requested too much money. He was supposed to be the he was supposed to be the guy, the guy that didn't end up speaking English. Yeah, it was supposed to be Fabio, but Fabio wanted way too much money, and re- and they couldn't come to terms with it. So they got a guy who didn't speak English and thought it would be funny to dub him. Yeah, no, that was so, funny. I and thought Fabio would have been funny too, because he would have been another icon. You exactly, know? exactly. So those are the only compliments I will pay the film. Like, think of the movie she hosted. This fits no, right I get in. what you're no, trying no, to say. No, 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 no. I get what you're trying to say. It's it's a, and it's okay. See, I think that's the thing. We don't have to burn in this. hell on the cross <laughs> upside down. No, no, he's a preacher. No, say that to Vinny. I'm going to give you a shark exorcism later. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of that. <laughs> I got a question. I'm sorry I made you watch a great movie compared to what you made us watch. <laughs> I do have a question. Can Richard O'Brien make a movie where there's not a cardboard house that implodes at the end? 
Like, that effect that they did at the end of this is so Rocky Horror. I kind of laughed and chuckled at it because I saw the irony in it. But it was like, man, dude. I just felt like it had a lot of dumb slapstick that nobody who was in the movie was capable of pulling off. Elvira was great. Uh, give me that Elvira was great, and I'll, I'll and it's what everything okay, else Okay, I will right. give you that. Elvira played Elvira. Elvira was Elvira. Too. Right. But... You know, it's it, like it, it's a strange choice that they chose to do this movie next. But yeah, I, put, I still this, enjoyed it. This would have, this would have hit the same way if you would have put Elvira in Little House on the Prairie. Because honestly, the argument the I argument you, I'm making, like I she felt was exactly the like the first time I watched it, I'm like, I don't like this movie because I was expecting what I saw the last time. No, what and we'll it's do. a totally throwback. Like even if it would have been like 2001, and she's in some weird country in a weird castle. What we'll do is we'll get a half gallon of very old Barton. We'll sit down with Vinny. We'll let, we'll watch it again, and we'll see if he changes his tune. It's never going to change. I, I don't know. Vinny's a hater. I'll never I'm watch this film hate. again. I'll never watch this film again. I, I I believe out of all the episodes I've been on, this may be only the second one that I said I did not like. So my moniker is hater. I think is undeserved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is the title he normally wears with pride. This is true. Uh, Vinny hates on a lot of things. Yeah, but not I gotta, necessarily I gotta, always in episodes. I got to back him up on this. No, no, seriously, like he he does. He's a hater, but not necessarily in episodes. Right. So for recommending, I, I chuckle. At I, it sounds like we all recommend if you want to jump on Elvira. Jump on Mistress on of the Dark. On her films, Mistress of the Dark. Absolutely. If you're probably an absolutely diehard fan and love gay movies, Haunted Hills. <laughs> Is Haunted Hills a gay movie? I would say, yes. <laughs> you would call yes. every movie. I'll, I'll pay you this. Pay <laughs> money on that one. You know what? It didn't, it didn't feel like Rocky Horror at all? No? It did. It was, it was yeah. so Rocky Horror. Yeah. Which I know that movie's straight now, but it was a gay Listen, I, I think they're called. So, uh, what are they Vinny called? bet me that you would find a way to connect every movie to something gay. <laughs> it is. Well, it that is. wasn't every movie. That was this movie. <laughs> right, now, come on. Right. I said, I said, Tom was going to say, well, I just felt like Elvira was like this little gay kid. <laughs> Isn't she? She didn't have a lesbian lover in this film. You're talking about the big house server? Yeah. Lulu? <laughs> Lulu, dude, tell me. Come Chad on. said her name is Lulu. <laughs> Zuzu, actually, but I got you. It's Zuzu. But tell, come on, tell me, y'all didn't think it was funny every time she pulled something out of her truck. titties. Like she pulled her shoes out, she pulled everything out. Uh, no. I laughed because I got aunties like that in the family tree. That when you like, auntie, can I have a dollar? It's down in the front of the shirt. Auntie, can I have a bandaid? It's me, down played, in the front though. of the shirt. To me, that that joke has been played for a long time. Yeah, but this you is know what I mean? Two thousand one. Yeah, but and. 1980, <laughs> Miss Yvonne was doing it on the stage show. The, the Twin Towers you know had I mean? fallen. Show respect. <laughs> she was using her Twin Towers. They will to never fall. fall. I think that was the original title. Elvira, Twin Towers of Doom. <laughs> Unfortunately, nine, again, 9-11 struck. This film would have been a bigger hit. <laughs> okay, so so we're in agreement that this everybody liked Mistress of the Dark. We're set, split. We're, we're split, split down the middle. We're split straight down the middle. Yeah. On, on, and that's fine. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're allowed to be. Yeah, we're allowed yeah. to be. It's a wash. Sure. But sure. we all, I think we can safely say we all agree that Elvira, no matter who you are, what age you are, she's she. Her character is worth at least checking out. Oh, absolutely. There's a little bit of something absolutely. for everybody. I, I think it's, she hit it on the nail before with the Santa Claus thing because I, I like it year-round. But honestly, when Halloween rolls around, Elvira is one of the first oh, things yeah, I think of. For sure. If you are a fan of horror, you have to know who Elvira is. Absolutely. And you have to have an appreciation. 
Um, so I, you know, I think we've said pretty much all there is to say about Elvira. Good I mean, and gay. <laughs> and the guys, we we really we barely touched on. That's what I, I mean, call this show. That's how I describe it. Good uh, and gay. We barely touched on the actual. I mean, we talked about things that we like. We talked about our experiences. We talked about the movies a little bit. Um, we talked about some of the things that make Elvira, but she is such a complex, deep character that it's worth exploring on your own via Wikipedia or her books or buying those uh, those movies and watching her doing her actual thing, her horror hosting. It, it's worth at least checking out and, on your part. And she has her own website, so just yeah. Elvira.com. And just watch her do interviews as Cassandra, like just to see what I don't. I, I would, yeah, I don't care. Elvira or Cassandra, I'd yeah. watch either yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, I mean, she's definitely worth checking out on your own. We we knew coming into this specific episode, we just wanted to give you a little taste of who she was and what she was because she's something that all four of us from all different walks in life have in common. We may not all agree on all of her movies, but we agree on the character and who she is and what she means. Being a horror host or... A guy who's in, infatuated well, it's a, it's a, it's with a her. Brilliant to what we do. Too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a brilliant character, and she's funny. So she's come, everything. come for the tits, stay for the wits. <laughs> Elvira, Ow. and Todd's allowed to say that. So. Why is Todd allowed to say that? I'm not. Because <laughs> you marry. <laughs> My wife enjoys a good tit joke sometimes when it's not at her expense. Well, wrapping up this episode <laughs> of the Midwest Monsters Podcast, talking about one of our favorites, Elvira, the Mistress of the Dark, Cassandra Peterson. I am one of your hosts, Grizzly Adner, and I'm joined by Mad Jan, Villainous Vinny, and Hot Toddy, and Unpleasant Dreams, everyone. Stay scary, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>